from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Senior Salute Radio. Senior Salute Radio is presented by the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. And welcome to Senior Salute Radio. I'm Mike Salmon alongside Victoria Collier, the host and the owner of the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. And Victoria, how are you today? I'm doing good, Mike. Uh, and the weather is gorgeous. And we are actually outside the studio today. We're actually broadcasting from the Infinite Energy Forum, where the Gwinnett Chamber held a, uh, a regional impact awards luncheon today. So we're on site so you may hear some people in the background later. They're cleaning up now. The luncheon's over. But we will uh, talk about uh, what we have to talk about, and that is something that we've talked about before. No easy way to put it, Victoria, but, but death. Exactly. Um, and there is no easy way to put it. And, in fact, many people just avoid the subject altogether because it's difficult to think about our death, and it's difficult to think about the deaths of people that we love. Um, yesterday I was looking at Facebook and, uh, because you know, that's what we all do now. And, uh, <laughs> a good, good mentor of mine passed away, uh, last year and on Facebook, his wife posted, it's been 20 Mondays since he's been gone. And, and that's a way of talking about it. You know, it's, it's reflection and, and it's a measure of time. Uh, but we need to start those discussions also beforehand. You mentioned something that was interesting before we started uh, doing the show, and that was that when it comes to death, more people are apt to talk about their possessions than they are about themselves. Right. And I was like, that's a pretty astute observation. I, I, I see that. Well, and that's one of the ways that our law firm is different um, than other law firms, and that is that do estate planning or what I call death uh, distribution planning um, is people come in and they want to talk about putting a will together but what they're wanting to talk about is who gets what right um, and they settle into their chairs when I start asking them about pre-death and that means if you become disabled how do you want to be taken care of because before we can get to the who gets what, it's, you know, is there going to be anything to get? Um, but more importantly than that, it's how do you want to live the rest of your life as you prepare for that moment of death? Um, it's my mission to make sure that people live and die with the highest quality possible. And part of dying with the highest quality possible is actually preparing for it. And that is so much more than just having a will in place. When you talk about this death discussion, is this something that's more one-on-one? -on -one? Is this more of a group with the whole family involved? How, how do you go about it? So when we are meeting with clients in the office, um, it's whoever is in the room that we're discussing, you know, initially their estate plan or their long-term care plan or their asset preservation plan. And so we start talking about what's most important to them in their lives. We talk about all their achievements in their life that they're proud of. Um, many people have overcome so many challenges that, you know, they have businesses or they have raised, you know, children single-handedly that against all odds have become very successful in however they define that okay so we celebrate the things that have gone on in their life and um and much of that we find is because of persistence 
planning and communication. And if we want a successful death, we have to do the same thing. However, we are having a, what I'm calling discussions about death event in my office on May 23rd um, to really open up and provide a safe space for people who want to express their feelings about death, people who have questions that they want to ask others, people who just want to listen to others about death, because many of the people I know that do want to talk about it, their families don't want to talk about it. So if mom or dad says, you know, I want to, you know, talk about my will, or I want to talk about who gets what, or I want to just talk about my funeral, the children are like, oh, we don't want to talk about that right now. They're just in denial, and that just makes it hard on both of them in the long run. The worst thing is to put your head in the sand and, and not have that discussion. Okay, so Thursday, May 23rd, this event at your office in Decatur. And uh, for those of you, if you're on the website right now, we'll have the address there. Uh, it's at 2.30 in the afternoon, only goes till 4 o'clock. So this is not like it's all day or all afternoon. It's an hour and a half where it's it's easy for you to go and attend. But this is a limited number of attendees. It is. Um, but before, before I get to the limited number, we're going to have wine and cake. Um, and other you know sundry items but um, it is limited in number to 20 people because when you're having this kind of discussion it should be um, intimate and it's not like a seminar Um, it's also not a support group and it's also um, even though there will be some professionals there it's not a networking group either it's It's very personal it's very personal and um, so we want it to stay personal so RSVPs are required and we are limiting it to 20 people and so the RSVP going to your website to our office they can call our office is the best way to do it okay and so that would be at 404-370-0696 that's 404-370-0696 and even though it will be an open discussion, open forum for anybody to express themselves or even just to sit there and observe. I am very excited about the potential as to a few different people that are going to be in the room with us. Um, People who are leading the discussions about death. Uh, One specifically, his name is Colin Tipping and he is a very, very well-known author uh, with best-selling books. Um, his very first one called Radical Forgiveness, which actually talks about the healing component of forgiveness. And um, he currently is in the dying process. Um, he has cancer. So he has a book that, has, uh, that he just published in April called Saying Yes to My Cancer. And he's very candid in the book about what he has done to prepare for his death. And not just him, but his spouse um, as well. So as some examples, from the preparation standpoint, he knows that he wants to be cremated. And when you are cremated, you are put in a box that then goes into the crematorium. And so he contacted the crematorium ahead of time and said, can I get my box ahead of time? Because I want to paint it and I want to uh, put art of images that are important to me. But do people outside the ones that work there at the crematorium ever see that box? I mean, it seems odd because I don't think his family would see it. 
No, no. I mean, it's at his house, so I saw it. Um, oh, we actually. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> so, okay. So he got to. They he brought it home. He brought it home, and he and his wife painted it. Um, she's an artist, and he has become an artist. Um, painted it with the things that are most important to him, and in fact, there's a picture of it in the book, because then when he and the box go together, you know, that's you know part of his his release and his graduation, and and that's just an example of the planning that you can do so that you have the death that you want. Very interesting. And I want to reiterate the, the book is saying yes to cancer. If you want to look it up Same. and the author is Colin Tipping and Colin is C-O-L-1-L-C-O-L-I-N Tipping, T-I-P-P-I-N-G, saying yes to cancer. If you want to look up that book. Saying yes to my cancer. Saying yes to my cancer. Right. And you'll see that there's part one. Uh, there will be a part two that is released after his passing um, as well. Who would be writing that? Uh, that would be his wife as well as his death guide and companion. And that's another component of really planning your death um, and having it be the way you want. Having um, those around you be as comfortable as possible um, so that we don't have to prolong or delay the grieving process. And so Colin's death guide and companion, his name is George Portier, and he will actually be with Colin to the extent possible uh, that they have knowledge of this three full days before the death, during the death, and three full days after the death because they are doing more than just acknowledging that the body is no longer alive, but that there's an energy that continues. And so George is there to help the energy transition into whatever that next phase is. You mentioned to me before the show a death coach. Is, is this a death coach or is this somebody completely different? This is his death coach okay. and companion. And so, you know, leading up to this point, they meet regularly. They do energy work like Reiki. Um, and uh, Colin also has what's called a, it's a hard word for it, but um, another death coach, if you will, but one that actually prepares the space to get the space, the general location of where you want to die prepared. And her name is Melody LeBaron, and she will also be at um, the death discussions on May 23rd. And I've been um, involved with Melanie, Melody for about 15 years, uh, where she's done feng shui in my home and as well in my office. Uh, she's a professional organizer. And so she went into Colin's home, which is where he wants to die, and she assisted them in preparing the space with some feng shui issues, um, also some spiritual ritual issues. So that way, when it's his time, he is in the environment with the energy and the people that he wants. And these are folks that anybody can use, or are these just personal friends of his? Now, these are you people, mentioned Melody, but you've known her for 15 years, so I'm assuming right. these people, they can work with anybody. Absolutely, they can and, and do. Um, so, but the, the point here is that none of this would be possible if Colin and his wife uh, weren't open to communicating about their fears around the death their um, desires around the death. Um, and so the first step is really being willing to communicate, being willing to be vulnerable um, and share feelings. And when you're able to do that, then you get what you want 
um, and you can release with no guilt. You can release with no words left unsaid, and then you truly are living and dying with the highest quality. What Colin is doing, is, is that, an, that sounds like an extreme example. Now, I would assume, Victoria, that that's not something that a lot of people do. I'm assuming a lot of people just don't even have the death discussion in the first place. Right. Um, a lot of people don't. Uh, it's been years since you could prepay your funeral arrangements, and that's happening more and more. But mostly it's being done when someone is critically ill, okay, or as part of a Medicaid plan to help spend out their resources. But let's think about you just got married. How much planning went into that? A lot. Right. Right? I know you're the husband. More so for her. More so for her than me. (laughs) Right. And when we buy a new home, how many homes do we go see and how many months before we make that decision? Because it's got to be the right home, right? So, yes, what Colin is doing is much more than what most people do from a, you know, planning your death perspective. But it's the same exact kind of level of planning that people do all the time in other aspects of our life transitions. Uh, When we have a baby is a life transition. When we get married, when we buy a home, when we have a career. And we do all this planning for every single life transition except for death. And that is a big problem. And, and, and the death, though, it's obviously final for you. Your your family, the ones around you, their life still goes on. So that has to be planned out. So there's no infighting or things like that. Everybody knows exactly what your wishes are. Exactly. And just like um, he, Colin says in his book that, you know, he took an assessment, he took an inventory as to how are those around me going to be affected by me not being here? And so one small example was that their car was 10 years old. And he thought, when I'm not here, my wife needs a dependable car because I'm not going to be here to take it and fix it and tink, you know, tinkle with it or whatever. And so that was very important to him to make sure she had a car that was reliable. That's what people do who love the ones who are going to survive them is you think beyond how painful it is to have this discussion that I might die. We're all going to die. Are we going to die well? And are those who are surviving us going to survive well? Colin sounds like a very mature person out of curiosity. How old is he? He's 72, I believe. Okay. Somewhere in his 70s. So he's lived a full (laughs) life. So he is ready to go. Yeah. There's nothing holding him back. And that is mature. Um, he's had the conversations he needs to have. He's had his own um, self-realization as to where he is. All right, Victoria, give a recap once again. The event is Thursday, May 23rd at 2.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be at your office in Decatur. Limited number of attendees, so you want to sign up quickly. Again, what can people expect? So they can expect a safe space to come in and either share or observe discussions about death people's feelings about it, questions about it. Um, We will have uh, Melody LeBaron there who will talk about the preparation of space and mind. Hopefully Colin will be there and certainly Colin's uh, death guide, George, as well. And every attendee will receive Colin's book called Saying Yes to My Cancer. And that phone number to RSVP? Is 404 370 0696. 
Any final thoughts, Victoria, on death discussions? Let me just say that, you know, when I hear that, you know, death is morbid, morbid has the definition of basically, you know, an extreme focus on something that's negative. And we need to start thinking of death in a different way because thinking and talking about it's not extreme. It's going to happen, and it can be a very positive experience when we're prepared for it. All right, Victoria, once again, thank you for your time and your expertise as we had this discussion about death discussion. As you say, a lot of folks don't want to really do it, but it's a necessary, I don't even want to say necessary evil. It's it's something that just has to be done. Exactly. All right, Victoria Collier, your host here on Senior Salute. And a reminder, you can listen to this episode or any of our previous episodes anytime you want. Go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Senior Salute. And you'll see this episode and our previous episodes uh, over the years as well. This program is brought to you by the estate and asset protection law firm of Victoria Collier. And we'll see you next time right here on Business Radio X. Thank you.